of spills and stains on your sofa? Wash away your worries with Anabay. Anabay, the only sofa that's machine washable inside and out, where designer quality meets budget-friendly prices. That's right, sofas from only $639. Anabay brings you a no-risk experience with pet-friendly, stain-resistant, and changeable slipcovers made with performance fabric, cloud-like comfort with high-resilience foam, and hypoallergenic featherless down that needs no fluffing. Their steel frame ensures longevity, and you can rearrange the modular pieces anytime. And here's the cherry on top, up to 60% off site-wide. It's backed by a 30-day satisfaction guarantee, so if you're not absolutely in love, send it back for a full refund. No return shipping or restocking fees. Every penny back. Join the revolution of easy, clean, stylish living with up to 60% off at anabay.com. That's A-N-A-B-E-I.com. Offers are subject to change, and certain restrictions may apply. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. From the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. We hear you. We've been getting a lot of texts, probably emails, about it. Why aren't you guys talking about Vivek Ramaswamy? He's getting a lot of attention. He's really good whenever he's interviewed. He's starting to get some polling that Chris Christie, Mike Pence, some of the other much better known names really wish they could get. But he's starting to right. get some some movement in the polls. Have to nail down that pronouncing his name thing. Um, as he told, he said, on, I think it was Face the Nation. No, it's Vivek. But then I saw some show where they called him Vivek, and he rolled with it. So I guess he's doing oh, that. Yeah. I guess he's doing well, that he, whole thing where it's just whatever. Call me whatever you want. Don't call me late for dinner. Whatever works. Sure. Yeah, and you don't want to be correct somebody all the time, no. guy. I mean, no. well, he's, I, he's savvy enough to to know but that. It's a weird thing. Politicians have figured because Dick Cheney, obviously, he, in Wyoming, he was known as Cheney. That's the way they pronounce his name. Him and Liz, but 
It looks like Cheney and enough people said it. They decided to just change the way they pronounce their name, which I guess politically was smarter. And I did an event. I won't mention the guy's name because I don't want to did an event for a guy running for governor in California. All right. Yeah. I asked him how he pronounced his name. He told me. But then his campaign manager introduced me and used the guy's name in a different way. And I noticed everybody else was doing it. And then I pronounced it the way the guy actually told me. And I was the only one in the room saying it that way. So I guess sometimes hmm. politicians just go with, so say Vivek or Vivek, whichever one you want, I guess. Don't. Sure. Well, we'll call him uh, the Viver. Anyway, uh, he He's is 37. Yes. He's 37. He's barely old enough constitutionally to run for president. Yeah, he's uh, he is a, a lawyer, a investment partner. He's been involved in the sciences. Um, he's also a, a hardcore and very capable anti-woke activist, which sure got my attention because, and I'm not going to do the horse race thing. Um, he's a he's a dark horse to win the presidency, but uh, odder things have happened. But. I appreciate him being on the national scene because he's very articulate. He, his ideas hang together. Um, and he was on special report with Brett Bear last night. We're going to play a handful of clips just so you can get an idea of the guy if you're not familiar with him or get more familiar. Uh, we'll just start with 60, Michael. So I think I'm the only candidate who can actually unite this country and deliver a Ronald Reagan 1980-style landslide election. I'm the candidate who's not just running from something. I'm leading us to run to something, to our vision of what it means to be an American. That's bringing young people along with us in droves in this campaign. I am the youngest person ever to run in the Republican Party, but I think it's more than just my age. I think it's about having, I see the problems that we see in the country, but I still believe we are on our way up. Man, the concept of it is so interesting, especially in politics. All you got to do is hear that clip and you think, whatever that is that he has, if Ron DeSantis had that, he'd be winning hmm. right now. Yeah, and I've got to admit, one of the reasons I played that clip is I thought it was just kind of bull-esque when I saw it. But I thought, he is clearly staking out the, I'm the happy warrior. I'm a problem solver. I think we can do great. You want to do great? Let's do great together. Um, which has not been the tone a lot lately. He's also uh, anyway. mostly trying to run Trumpier than Trump to the Trump side of Trump. Uh, whenever asked about anything, it's always Trump didn't go far enough. I'm going to go this far with it. Yeah, yeah, true. Uh, next clip. I've read each of the indictments before I form my judgment, but I believe each of these indictments, Brett, reek of politicization. I'm now polling third in the Republican primary. It would be very easy for me if Donald Trump were eliminated from competition. That is not how I want to win this race. I want to win by convincing the voters to vote for me because we the people determine who leads the country. That's the American way, not the federal police state eliminating the competition. I thought that was a pretty skillful way to answer that. Look, I'm not going to tear into Trump. I want to I just want to win your vote. And I think that's the way we ought to decide elections, not by the police state arresting candidates. Thought that was well done. Uh, let's see. Uh, okay, he talks more about the. I'd, indictment. I'd like to point out, by the way, that, and I hate, I hate to bring be the person to bring this up because I don't freaking care. Uh, dollar in the swear jar. I've, I've really sliding. Yeah, wow. wow. Dollar in the swear jar. I didn't need to say that. It's lazy. Uh, but I can't believe I'm even the person to bring this up. He is a man of color. You know how much that matters to most Republican voters? Not at all. Not 
at all. Nobody cares. But well, right. the he's other the side son of, the, of uh, Indian immigrants. Whatever, or he's not. I don't care. Doesn't make any difference. Or, or he's black, or he's of Japanese ancestry. How are his ideas? His ideas are good. You're the Republican candidate, 100%. Right. I don't know. Whatever. And, and the other side says we're racist. Uh, it's probably because they are. Anyway, uh, Michael, go ahead and jump on the mic. I didn't understand your cryptic phrase. I, I do want to do the wokeism clo- clip. Is that 64? S- uh, 68, actually. I have it here. It is. Well, well what's the 911 clip then? I'm confused because I've got that as 68. Uh, we need to get our act together. I tell you what, uh, give 911 us, give is us, 68. Yeah. Okay. All right. Here we'll go. Which one do you want? You want the uh, wokeism? S- or well, 68? oddly enough, I want 63. Go ahead. <laughs> I personally think Donald Trump was an excellent president. I think that his defeat of Hillary Clinton in 2016 was probably the single most important political event in the 21st century in this country. Hmm. But I believe I am better positioned to take the America First agenda even further than Trump did. I think it's a fact, Brett. We have to admit it. I don't blame Trump or anybody else for this. 30% of this country becomes psychiatrically ill when he's in the White House. I'm not yet having that effect on people even when I'm advancing the same policies, in some instances going even further. That's how we unite this country. I think it's not by compromising on our principles. It's by being uncompromising about who we are, but doing it based on moral foundations and not vengeance and grievance. That was uh, subtle but skillful. He he is, because I've seen him on a couple of different shows now, he is really, really good, and I could actually see him He's not going to beat Trump, but if Trump had to leave the scene for whatever reason, like thrown in jail, um, uh, I could see Vivek. None of the other candidates can. It's stupid that they're trying as hard as they are to like not anger the Trump voter while still trying to. What Good luck getting the Trump voter, all you other people, except for Vivek Ramaswamy. I think, I think he could actually, actually be the go out on stage people cheering like bananas for him guy the way trump is right right now the thing i appreciate in terms of the wokeism deal is that he understands what it really is critical race theory is not about race it's about getting power you if you want to control something you call it racist until they give you control of it the the radical gender theory thing you call people uh, transphobes homophobes or whatever until you are running the schools and you are designing the curriculum, et cetera. It's neo-Marxist. It's Western Maoism. Anyway, uh, clip 64 is at least a 50-50 chance this is the wokeism clip. Let's play it. But what I have said since day one of this campaign is that wokeism, like so many of the, the other isms, climatism, transgenderism, covidism, these are symptoms of a deeper void in our country, a void of purpose and meaning and identity. And so, yes, I think fixating on the symptom too much may cause us to miss the plot. The real void is a void of what it means to be an American today. That's the void I'm looking to fill. And I think the way we defeat wokeness is not with a hammer. It is by diluting it to irrelevance, by filling the vacuum of purpose in this country with a vision of what it means to be a citizen of this nation. That's my approach in the campaign, and I think it's a little bit different than some of the other candidates. That's a pretty intellectual idea, um, but I get it that... And correct me if I'm wrong, for the last couple of decades or so, people's attitude about being a citizen of the United States, at least in the like the center left left, has been either 
I don't like this country. This country is bad. This country is racist or meh. And on the right, I don't think we've done a very good job of, you know, educating people, educating our children about what a wonderful country this is. Flawed, of course. But man, we get a lot of stuff right. We lead the world in a lot of moral and in, in, in ideological ways, in a good way. But we've been so focused on either uh, this country sucks or just not really talking about it that there's a void, as he said, and it's been filled with the religion of wokeism. It's going to be Trump versus Biden. You're either for Trump or you're not. Well, thank you for that. Glad I tuned in. Um, I'm boiling it down for you. Do you I do enjoy my food boiled down, yeah. Hey, do you have that uh, Wall Street Journal piece you referenced about yeah. his uh, 9-11 answer? I, well, it's up to you. I don't think the pushback is necessary. It's the fact that he said it in the first place is the story. Any clearing it up, I'm not sure makes any difference, but that's up to you. Um, so, Vivek, Well, I, I disagree just because people are going to hear about this. But uh, go ahead. Well, the point of the Wall Street Journal, I'll just read you their headline. Vivek Ramaswamy, uh, I'm going to pronounce it different every time. I'm going to do like Copenhagen. Copenhagen. I'm going to pronounce his name different every time. Vivek Ramaswamy uh, dives into swampland. Did the presidential candidate really say that about 9-11? And their whole point in the uh, Wall Street Journal is, is that he's a guy that's willing to throw things around pretty casually in, when he's in certain groups to please everybody, and he's going to get mm -hmm. himself into trouble a lot. That's their whole point. Not that he actually believes anything unholy about 9-11. Do you recall the the uh, specifics of what he said? Somebody in one of your like town hall type of settings said, you don't actually believe what the government's been telling us about 9-11, do you? And he realized he was talking to that kind of person. So rather than saying something like, yeah, I, I believe the 9-11, you know, he went, well, there are, there are many questions. You know, I have many questions, too. It all does seem a little hinky. You know, same sort of thing I would say if we had a listener like that come up to us in a booth. Yeah, and then he, he pivoted as he explains here. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's the fact that Brett Baer asked it uh, quite bluntly that I thought, okay, this will be an issue he's going to have to deal with. So here's how he dealt with it. 68, Michael. Do you believe 9-11 was an inside job? I don't. Okay. But I but I do but believe you that don't know the about government the Saudis needs to be. Role. Exactly. Exactly but right. As the and I don't think we've ever gotten straight answers about that. We live in a moment where the government tells us we can't handle the truth. Actually, I believe we, the people in this country, we can handle the truth. And we live in a moment where we demand the truth. That's why we fought an American revolution to say that we, the people, determine how our government governs and they're accountable to us not the other way around. And that rejects the old world vision that it is a small group of elites that decide behind the palace halls what's right for everybody else at large. So that's a, actually a fundamental theme for this campaign, Brett. And it shows up in many ways. See, phrases like palace walls and stuff like that, that's what's going to get the crowd going. It, it, it's so much di about direction than it is particulars. Directionally, you're this kind of guy. And he's, mm -hmm. he's directionally the kind of guy that's going to get crowds really hot for him. Yeah, and he pivoted into a lot of the uh, secrecy and malfeasance sure. behind the scenes in the FBI and the CIA and the rest of it. I saw a meme the other day. Uh, I think it was a meme. It was words. Uh, oh, look at the time. We got to take a break. But uh, it said uh, the CIA did nasty stuff in secret in the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, and 2000s. 
or end the 2010s. But now, how dare you ask that? How dare you? Are you some sort of conservative weirdo? That's a good point. Vivek is a billionaire, by the way. That's part of his appeal. He's got that whole thing going. Uh, We have much more to talk about. Stay with us. Text line 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Tired of spills and stains on your sofa? Wash away your worries with Annabay. Annabay, the only sofa that's machine washable inside and out, where designer quality meets budget-friendly prices. That's right, sofas from only $639. Annabay brings you a no-risk experience with pet-friendly, stain-resistant, and changeable slipcovers made with performance fabric, cloud-like comfort with high-resilience foam, and hypoallergenic featherless down that needs no fluffing. Their steel frame ensures longevity, and you can rearrange the modular pieces anytime. And here's the cherry on top, up to 60% off site-wide. It's backed by a 30-day satisfaction guarantee, so if you're not absolutely in love, send it back for a full refund. No return shipping or restocking fees. Every penny back. Join the revolution of easy, clean, stylish living with up to 60% off at anabay.com. That's A-N-A-B-E-I.com. Offers are subject to change, and certain restrictions may apply. Hello, America. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you don't have Consumer Cellular yet, now is the perfect time to switch and save. For a limited time, new customers can get wireless service for as low as $15 a month for your first year. Yep, the same exact nationwide coverage as the leading carriers for $15 a month for an entire year. What are you waiting for? Call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com and use code RADIO15. See ConsumerCellular.com slash FIRSTYEAR15 for promotional details. I don't know. Did you see the race yesterday that got so much attention? The 100-meter dash. Oh, with the uh, the girl who was a relative of the, the official. A Somali sprinter set the world record for the slowest ever 100-meter dash at a world competition. I mean, anybody could beat that by, you know, laying down on the track and sleeping for two days. But in an <laughs> actual competition in which, in theory, each country brings their best runner. Well, in this case, they just a friend of somebody powerful ended up... A relative of somebody powerful ended up running the race. And they ran the 100 meters in almost 22 seconds, which is yeah, the, really, the video really was hilarious. Why would you want to do that? Just to say that you've done it? I can't imagine. She's running in full Muslim head to toe. Everything's covered, too. 
and just the the real runners take off and just leave her behind and she's trotting along. <laughs> well, and she and it, and it ends up being kind of like if it were a distance race because she's kind of you know kind of starts out fast, kind of slows down, pacing herself to go hundred meters, and then like huh. really winded when she finally crosses that finish line. <laughs> Yeah, wow. It's pretty what funny. an odd thing to decide to do. So we played a clip yesterday from a, a a favorite of the left, famous atheist Richard Dawkins, who has come out and said, no, there's two genders. What are you talking about? Are you nuts? And so now he's getting a lot of hate. Well, anyway, he's got a, uh, a Twitter feed podcast thingy that he does, and he's talking to this author who spent a lot of time looking into it, and she believes she has come up with why so many people particularly our young people are deciding that they're they're trans and i'd never heard this explanation this way before and we can play that for you next segment if you can stick around for it i came across this yesterday i thought it was really interesting Uh, the headline in this this particular tweet was despite the fact that women are soon expected to earn 60% of all college degrees, American universities and colleges continue to offer about 10 times more female-only scholarships than male-only scholarships. And my question being, because they've got the graph here, and I thought it was interesting to look at, in the 60s, college graduates were 60-40 men over women. And it Mm -hmm. was decided during the 70s that that was a horror. That's just awful. That is terrible. We've got to fix that. So it's gone from 60-40 men over women college graduates to 60-40 women over men college graduates. And I just wonder, (laughs) is anybody going to decide that that's a horror and should be balanced out and moves should be made? Like, for instance, scholarships, which as this person points out, currently there are 10 times as many female scholarships as there are men's scholarships available. Right. Right. I'm actually mildly surprised that there are any men's scholarships. I can't believe the uh, anti-man lunatic branch of feminism hasn't stamped that out. It was as long ago as 1981 that the lines crossed where there were more female graduates than male graduates and been growing since then. There's no reason to think it's not going to be 70-30 here in 10 years. If you can pitch a group on the idea that they're oppressed and that you're going to end that oppression, you have power. That's what it's about. It's all about power. It has to do with that whole neo-Marxism thing. You're either the oppressor or the oppressed. If you miss an hour, we do four. Get the podcast Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. The pace of change has been dizzying in the modern world for quite some time, and it's going to get faster and faster and more dizzying, and I'm not sure human beings' brains can keep up with it. I feel like if we were doing a talk radio show in the year 1620, uh, <laughs> leaving out the uh, the obvious issues, the obvious issues yes. of uh, even if we did have the tower and the broadcasting equipment, there would be so few people listening. Right. But putting aside the practicalities, I love your premise. We could say everything's going to be pretty much exactly the same for the next 50 years. You're going to eat the same food. You're going to wear the same clothes. You're going to do the same things for a living. Blah, 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 blah. And obviously that's not true right now. I'll have to get to this story I, later. I confessed, I confessed, was it on the podcast or the show yesterday, the radio show, that it, it dawned on me that when we quote Elon Musk's hilariously accurate, things are getting weird and they're getting weird fast. Things are getting weird and they're getting weird fast. I hadn't fully 
you know, appreciating the fact that that's going to continue. We're not at peak weird. We're not close to peak weird. Looking at this headline, and we'll talk about it later. AI is on a collision course with white-collar, high-paid jobs with unknown impact. Oh, yeah. When that really gets up and going, holy cow, you talk about fast change that spins the head, and can we deal with it? So you got stuff like that that's, you know, technical, and we'll have social and cultural changes. But then you got the whole, the trans thing, you know, nothing technical changed there. What 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 brought about this thing? I mean, it wasn't like somebody invented a, a computer chip or different way to transport or nothing, you know. Mm-hmm. Culturally, it just changed. And so we've all been looking for explanations for why it seems like in the last 15 minutes, everything went from the way it was to this conversation. I obviously have some pretty strong ideas on that, but I don't want to steal anybody's uh, thunder, so I'll wait. So yesterday we played a clip of Richard Dawkins. Richard Dawkins, he's a very famous, he's he's mostly famous for arguing for why religion is bad and God doesn't exist. He's an evolutionary biologist, and he debates religious people all the time. And there's a bunch of YouTube videos with billions of views where he, where he has done that, and so he's been a hero to uh, the left for a, for a long time, but then he came out recently and said, "No, there's there's two genders. This is nonsense. There's the male or female. That's it. What are you talking about?" And well, one of the great rhetorical tricks of these uh, woke maniacs is uh, using the term sex and gender interchangeably, and then claiming that gender is just how you feel, but it means the same as sex. So. There aren't two sexes because there aren't two genders, and, and they use the terms interchangeably. Anyway, the clip we played yesterday featured a woman. Her name is Helen Joyce. She's the author of a book about gender ideology and has done a bunch of research on it and everything like that. And he posted on his own website this clip in which she explains her view of how this is happening, why this is happening with, with individual people. You have to be let a lot of freedom to be yourself. Nothing has to be made of this by the grown-ups around you. And if things start to be made about it, you start to question yourself and think, like, why am I so different? Like, why am I a boy who only likes the girls? And why am I a girl who only likes the boys? What's wrong with me? And then the thought comes up in your own mind, was I meant to be a girl? Was I meant to be a boy? Like, we knew this already in about 2000. The research had been done. The, 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 the papers had been examined. We know that the gender nonconformity comes first in these kids, and the gender dysphoria, the distress, is a result of the gender nonconformity and the meaning that is made of that. So if no meaning is made of it, you just grow up. And you might be an unusual straight person, but you're quite likely to be gay. But if a lot of meaning is made out of it, you interpret that as being that there's a woman inside or there's a man inside. So the why am I like this comes first, then it's put into your head that this could be a thing. And if it weren't, she says, well, then things would be the way it's been forever. Right. You'd be an effeminate dude or a tomboy or a lesbian or a gay guy or whatever, and and you would just live your life. Uh But the adults around you, and and she she used kind of a a very UK-ish expression, but... um, Hello. The adults Put it in the around boat you. In the lorry, in the lift. No, that's not what she said that I recall. Anyway, uh, no, she's saying the adults around you make a big deal of it. They make a big to do about it. Yeah, well, there's no, there's no avoiding the to do right now. It'd be pretty hard, even if in your own household you decide, I'm going to see if this is a phase, and just let it go. 
that ain't the way it's going to get treated at school, though. Certainly at government schools. Right. Which have been taken over by the far left in most places. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I said yesterday, I think Richard Dawkins and a number of other people pushing back on this. The, 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 the peak of this was a couple of years ago, and it's receding. I don't know. I don't know if it'll recede completely. Well, so I I think a lot of it is the neo-Marxist thing that I've been talking about, and I'll give you a very brief explanation in a second. I think a lot of it is you're exploiting kids' need to feel special, the what they call the narcissism of small distinctions. And I was uh, ruminating on this very idea yesterday as I made myself a, uh, a a plate of scrambled eggs and bacon in the middle of the day. Ooh, very delightful. Scrambled eggs and bacon, does that sound good? Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, I, Judy had me cook up the entire pound of bacon the other day, and uh, I was going to do it on the grill, but the grill was being funky, so I did it inside, and the house just reeked of bacon for like two days. Anyway. It's uh, hard not to have your house reek of bacon. It's really difficult. And yeah, uh, we, You can run every exhaust fan that's ever been built, and well, your house will still R-O-B. It's, ha- it's hard for me to get out of my head the idea that scrambled eggs and bacon aren't incredibly unhealthy, because that was the view when I was a kid. That that sort of meal was terrible for you. What you should eat is what comes out of a box from Kellogg's. Right, with lots and lots of sugar and carbs. That's the good stuff. Anyway, uh, so I was ruminating on that very question, uh, the narcissism of small distinctions. And it occurred to me, since I have been a little kid, I've gotten a little charge of self-esteem when anybody observes that I'm left-handed. Because we're about 10% of the population. And people say, eh, whatever the percentage is, it's, it's smallish. Until they um, start building the camps, anyway. Anyway, uh, I've always thought, that's right, I'm, I'm that special thing. I'm not like most people, and uh, blah, blah, blah. There is absolutely zero reason to be proud of being left-handed. <laughs> None. It is of no advantage unless you're a major league pitcher, for instance, and, and I'm not. The fact that I write left-handed, need left-handed, and that sort of stuff, I actually throw it with the other hand, doesn't matter, but... It's of no significance to my life, but it's a small distinction. And for whatever reason, as a homo sapiens, that appeals to us. And if you get an adolescent who feels that need incredibly strongly, as we all did, I won't go into details we can all remember. It's embarrassing in many cases. That is an incredibly useful impulse to exploit if you are a Marxist. Mao understood this brilliantly. Uh, Hitler understood it brilliantly. Now, he wasn't a Marxist per se, but that's really getting into absolutely functionally useless political theory. There are totalitarian regimes that had to have loyal youth with a revolutionary zeal to make their thing work. Theory is useless as being left-handed. Exactly, exactly. Um, so it's in, it, it, I had not recognized at the time how significant it was when the founders of Black Lives Matter said, first of all, we're trained Marxists. Marxism is not an economic system. That's part of it. It's a system of taking control. The oppressed or convinced people they are oppressed, the the quote-unquote oppressed, seizing power from the oppressors. And one of the most important techniques of that sort of Maoist Marxism is you have bad identities and good identities. 
was talking about this yesterday. And if you can convince an adolescent who's desperate for approval and belonging and desperate to feel like they're special, that if you assume this identity, you will be praised, you will be loved, you will be exalted, and you will be special. You've got them. That's why they're so busy in schools right now, trying to recruit kids to uh, critical race theory, radical queer theory, gender theory, all that stuff. It's all out of the critical theory uh, school of philosophy, middle part of the 20th century, that was Western Marxism. Marxism doesn't work because the working class works and their lives get better and they like it. They like capitalism. So they realize the energy is in the racial minorities, the sexual minorities, women, etc. We've got to radicalize those people. Then we can install a central planned uh, uh, government with us in power. That's what Marxism is. Slightly different topic, but it came up earlier as a, a booth at the farmer's market last night, a flat earther. And he is fascinated really by that. I wish I could have so, talked to the guy. Is that a similar sort of thing that like conspiracy people, the a way to separate yourself? I'm a flat earther or is that a different thing? No, I think that's part of the same impulse. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking about it when we were talking about the flat earth guy, that there's got to be a continuum among human beings of completely credulous. You believe everything the government tells you. You are a good little sheep through aware that they're not always honest to a highly skeptical person to a very very cynical person and then at the end of the line i think you get to people who reflexively reject everything but ideas that are said to be like subversive here's my theory on the conspiracy theorists because i had this conversation last night so I hope I don't piss too many people off with this. Just this is my own anecdotal evidence with some people I've known who've really been into a variety of the conspiracies. They were all smarter, like quite a bit smarter than average, the people that I knew. But not particularly successful. Hmm. And I wonder if there's some... The only way I can be bottom quarter of successful in the world as smart as i am because i recognize i'm smarter than most people is some conspiracy that controls things hmm. wow well, you're on to something for sure that's the only way the world makes sense to me that uh, somebody as smart as i am am i you know i'm 45 years old and i'm still stacking boxes at this store the only way that that makes sense is if there's some sort of cabal or or something, space aliens or whatever, that controls things. That's the space theory. aliens who, who who arrived and said, "Damn, this planet is flat." Um, yeah, I think you're onto something there. But what's really interesting, especially especially about these times we're living in, is that a lot of what's called a conspiracy theory or conspiracy theorists turns out to be completely true. There's a meme going on right now. I need new conspiracy theories. All of my old ones came true. <laughs> 51 intelligence officials, right. former whatever, right. are all going to get together and say this laptop's Russian disinformation when it's not. Come on. 51! I remember I, I, somebody that uh, it was hurtful when they said this. Somebody I know and like said to me that I was a conspiracy theorist when I talked about China 
making fentanyl and getting it into the United States through the Mexican border and killing off people and and uh, everybody being addicted. And then the FBI director, or no, it was uh, Anthony Blinken when he was over in China, said one of his top priorities was to convince the Chinese to stop with the whole sending fentanyl right. to the Western world. Remember- oh, well, I guess I'm not a conspiracy nut. I guess that's actually happening. Speaking of uh, China, how about that idiotic and dangerous conspiracy theory that maybe the uh, the COVID leaked right. out of a lab? And and to believe otherwise, you'd have to believe that Anthony Fauci and Francis Collins, the NIH, that all of them were covering it up? That's insane. We're going to take away your Facebook account. Oh, except it's 100% true. And birds aren't real, turns out. Flies and spies. Government oh, drones. Boy. Oh, boy. So where do you draw the line? For me, right there. <laughs> <laughs> so a bunch of different stuff. What, what is AI going to do to us? Oh, how about Hunter Biden's buddy, Devin Archer, went on Tucker Carlson's show. Wow. I didn't think that So revealing. So interesting. Yeah. A yeah. bunch of stuff on the way. Armstrong and Getty. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Tired of spills and stains on your sofa? Wash away your worries with Anabay. Anabay, the only sofa that's machine washable inside and out, where designer quality meets budget-friendly prices. That's right, sofas from only $639. Anabay brings you a no-risk experience with pet-friendly, stain-resistant, and changeable slipcovers made with performance fabric. Cloud-like comfort with high-resilience foam and hypoallergenic featherless down that needs no fluffing. Their steel frame ensures longevity, and you can rearrange the modular pieces anytime. And here's the cherry on top, up to 60% off site-wide. It's backed by a 30-day satisfaction guarantee, so if you're not absolutely in love, send it back for a full refund. No return shipping or restocking fees. Every penny back. Join the revolution of easy, clean, stylish living with up to 60% off at anabay.com. That's A-N-A-B-E-I.com. Offers are subject to change and certain restrictions may apply. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, 
sets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Why are you kidding everything? Hey, there's nothing you can do. But it's nothing you can do. Hey, no, you, hey, don't. Hey, there's nothing you can do, man. Don't do that. Don't do that, man. Don't do that. That is the sound of a couple of 7-Eleven workers in Stockton, California, taking matters into their own hands as a guy is stealing a trash can full of uh, cigarettes and other things. We talked about this earlier. I think it's just they don't want crime and lawlessness in their town. They're tired of it. They've been the victims of it, and it takes good people standing up against it. Do we know who is saying there's nothing you can do? I was a bystander. That was just a guy who was shopping. Society is doomed if we take that attitude. So a couple of stories to touch on real quickly having to do with the decaying Bay Area of California. There are certainly uh, exceptions to that characterization, depending which town you're in and how it's run. But uh, first of all, a bit of good news. You remember that Stanford Law School associate dean who egged on students shouting down a conservative federal judge? She has been ousted. Taryn Steinbach, the associate dean for DEI, placed on leave and they booted her, which is great. Good. Good riddance. Um, <clears throat> then this. Oakland's crime emergency is so bad, the local branch of the far-left NAACP is calling for law enforcement to get more support, which is something. It's a rarity to see the NAACP actually standing up for people as opposed to just pushing far-left politics. Um, But they uh, urged elected officials, quote, to declare a state of emergency and bring together massive resources to address our public safety crisis. And in a closely... Related story, a leaked memo from the DA of uh, Alameda County, which includes Oakland, said she, who is a far-left, George Soros-funded radical DA, like all of them we've talked about through through the months and years, uh, her leaked memo said, and I quote, This directive reduces reliance on sentencing enhancements and allegations as an effort to bring back balancing to sentencing and reduce recidivism. This directive, uh, essentially, it will, it's stating, I'm looking at the clock, how much time do I have for this? Uh, It's fine. Um, They will seek no enhancements for any of the crimes. They will go for the minimum sentence, including Parole only for anything except murder and certain sex crimes involving young children. But that's about it. Going forward, if a case is eligible for probation, that shall be the presumptive offer. The first thing we will offer offenders is probation. Except for murder and and child rape. If not, the sentencing offer shall be the lowest possible term. Quote, almost all felonies, including those that are serious or violent, will now be probation eligible, said one source familiar with the situation. You basically have to make a probation offer, no matter how serious or repetitive the crime. So what's the most charitable view of what they think the results will be? 
of that? Well, uh, they would claim that there's racial inequity. That's why more people of color are behind prison, behind the prison bars. And that's why we're doing this to to bring back equity. Um, the truth is, and I believe this firmly, um, and I think the proof is everywhere you look, that, um, you know, since the 60s, there's been this cloward uh, pivot strategy. You want to break the system. You want to overwhelm the system. You can't really talk people into uh, breaking down all the systems of the United States. It's too big. It's too powerful. They have too much power. So you have to overwhelm it. You have to have so many immigrants cross the border, so many people on welfare, so many people crowded around that New York hotel, which we haven't had time to talk about yet, that the system breaks. And they ha- they have to just redesign the entire system, the entire criminal justice system, because it's so overwhelmed. Mm. And by the way, the Pamela Price type people, is that her name? Yeah, Pamela Price will be in charge when the system breaks because they're breaking it from within. Even if that worked, and it wouldn't, but even if it worked, a lot of innocent people going to get hurt oh, or, tons and or tons. killed in the meantime. Right, right. But people like Pamela Price convinced the soft heads, the would-be good people, well, I'm not a racist, and she's telling me the current system is racist. So since I'm not a racist, I must agree with her. But it's been so disastrous, the NAACP is screaming for help. We do four hours every day. If you miss an hour, get the podcast like that Devin Archer on Tucker stuff we're going to play in the fourth hour. Great stuff. Get the podcast. Armstrong and Getty. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility.